We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 248. I'm Rando and this is the Arctic Blast a Coming episode. And you would think that I'm here by myself. I am not. I have my best friend in the world, Gary Jackson. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Randy. I'm <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's it's going to be different, I am sure. <laughs> now, you, you've never been on a podcast before, right? I have never done this before in my life. Well, see, you're getting you're, you're getting your your feet wet right at, at, at here, and plus, I got a new headphone splitter. I used to have a four channel, and now I have an eight channel. So now I can have up to well, actually, up to eight people with. Microphones and headphones. Otherwise, someone would just have to not hear what's going on. So there you go. <laughs> okay, well, it, it makes sense. And, yeah. And maybe we should get together with six other people next. If I can find six other people, that would be great. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to uh, welcome you because you're we're hanging out for a while. I mean, uh, getting stuff straightened out. Uh, you'll be... Uh, here probably through January, maybe? Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, first part of January or whatever. First part so, of January. Well, I'm thrilled. I mean, we, okay, we have known each other since high school, I think. Uh, since 79, I believe. Wow. See, now you were a freshman. I was a freshman. And I was a junior. Yes. So I was two grades ahead, although I'm only one year older, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, keep rubbing that in. <laughs> well, no, no. Back, well, back then, you know, everybody has the cutoff date, and I just happened to be under the cutoff date, so I, it's, I'm definitely not smarter than you. I'm telling all the podcast people, I'm definitely not smarter than you. Gary, Gary you're, you're brilliant. It but. depends on the topic. Really? And with music, I have... N- oh, I well, that's where I come in. <laughs> can't hold a candle to you, and with weather, I really can't. Hold a candle But, to you. although, you do have weather knowledge, and I like that. I have some weather knowledge, that is true. Uh, yeah, and I know that we, uh, you know how to read radar, you know how to read models, and you know when I talk to you and I use big words, you understand what they are. Yes. That's just because you're smart. <laughs> or anyway, so anyway, we're going to, I hope this will be a positive experience for you. Oh, I hope so too, and I, I think it'll be fun. Good. Good. So it's just a podcast. Okay, let's get on to the big story. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday, December 18th, and there has been a little scare. Now, you're driving back from forth from Branson to Springfield, so anytime there's a, a, a hint of snow in the forecast, it's like, okay, you know, you're going to have to drive back and forth. And do you remember a couple of days ago we were looking at at the at the actual forecast grid and they were calling for a, a 40% chance of of snow Monday morning and then it increased to 50% chance of snow and we're like okay yeah, and it was scaring me to death. Yeah. 
Now, now this is the Monday. We're we're going to talk about the later storm yes, in a bit, but yes. yeah, because you have to get up really early at the crack of dawn mm-hmm. and drive back. But you know what the forecast was today? <laughs> Did you see? <laughs> um, I remember it had went down to twenty. I think it's twenty percent between like ten and eleven. I'm like really, so. And and the thermal profiles are coming in a lot warmer. So the overnight yeah. low, last I checked, the overnight low is going to be 31. Well, that's not going to really do any road problems. No. Um, I'm not anticipating any problems for the drive-in in the morning. Yeah. And um, later in the week, that may be different. That Yeah, that could be that. We're, we're kind of watching that storm. And that's why I wanted to, to talk to you about this. We've got a powerful, powerful cold front and arctic blast on the way hence the title arctic blast coming um so in the meantime the high today was in the mid mid to uh upper 40s tomorrow monday and tuesday and wednesday is going to be around 40 so i mean again that little uh, scare of possible snow on monday it's going to warm up so i'm really not worried about that you're going to be fine so wednesday is going to be 40 on thursday we got stuff coming. Now, I, disclaimer, big disclaimer, we're recording this again on Sunday. This event is five days out, so all we can talk about at this point is what we know at this point. So, it's looking more like to me that it's not going to be a big snow event, but it's going to be a cold event. I'm not liking that. Oh, I hate cold weather hate it you know and the older i get the more i hate it yes uh it makes your bones hurt <laughs> oh i know and we've had so many people comment about that so, you know their their bones hurt and stuff and there is data out there to show that you know when low and high pressure it's they people think that okay if the pressure is low and their bones hurt it's because it's low that's not it it's because of the gradients between low and high that it, the, the shifting back and forth constantly is what kills your joints. I'm going to give you a ding for that. Yeah. You didn't know I had a hole. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't. I just kind of set it up. and went, Yeah, I've got lots of drops over here. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's the pressure change is what's happening is even though, the, you know, your bones and joints, they've got little air pockets in them. And if you get a, a rapid change or a quick change, yeah, you're going to hurt. So and I think I even did a weather school on that. It's actually kind of like uh, your ears popping on the way back and forth to Springfield from here. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're getting some uh, some good experience with these Branson Hills out here. <laughs> yeah, most certainly. Yeah, it's it's. I see. I like the drive. I mean, everybody knows my mother lives in Springfield. I go see her, you know, at least a couple times a month. Maybe you know every week. I don't know. But it's to me, it's just fun. And I'm a podcast listener, so. I just put the podcast, most podcasts I listen to are, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever. Well, it's about an hour up to Springfield. So for me, it's great. Now, do you listen? No, you talk to your wife, Cheryl, right? Uh, yeah, I usually on the way into work, I call Cheryl uh, as soon as I'm on the highway, and then I talk to her all the way into town. Um, and it makes the drive go really, really quick. And, yeah. and conversely, on the way home at night, um, I'll have gone to see her, and then after I leave the nursing home, I wait until after I'm through part of Ozark 
to where I know that I'm not going to drop her. Yeah, that, cell there's signal. a tower change there. And know. after I know I'm not going to drop her, we talk the rest of the way into Branson. So I think that's great. So. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, it, it it makes the time pass quick. And and I think the same thing. Like when uh, like years ago, I would come and play cards with you guys. So I would get on the highway, and then we would start talking. It's like bam, I'm in Springfield, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Um, also a companion, well, you know, because I drive alone. You drive. You're driving alone, so it does that. Um, okay, so basically, back to this Thursday, the high is going to be in the morning. And the models, I, I want to talk about what the models, I've been sharing model data in showing Gary a whole bunch of model stuff. They're, they're starting to come together now, starting to come together. It looks like late overnight into Thursday morning, it could start. Uh, honestly, it's 8.30 p.m. now. I haven't even checked what the latest run was, so we're just going to talk about it. It's going to change anyway. So, yeah. um, But it looks like Thursday Probably more early morning up until like noon or after, and then it all the models now have it just moving out. But there is a very, very tight pressure gradient going on, and what does that mean? That means that there is going to be a lot of wind, and God, you see, you're smart, that's and that's going to make the drive not pleasant at all. Yeah. I know. Well, now, you don't have a high-profile vehicle anyway. Um, so, I mean, you have a truck, but you don't have a, a, a semi. No, you know? no, no. But it, it, you can still feel it blowing you across the highway. Oh, yeah. And the wind has tried to blow people into me before, which is what I really, really don't like. I mean, people say, well, I drive this little car. The wind's not going to affect me. Well, it will affect you in the way that it's going to blow other people into you. <laughs> If you're not careful. Yes. And I got blown up there. And especially going through Ozark, that's where the plateau comes in. Oh, my Lord. I mean, winds, wind, wind. And I, I, I mean, there's, I, I can't really predict what the gusts are going to be, but these, <laughs> they're called isobars. They're so tight together. I, in my brain, I look at that and say, well, that's easily a 50 mile an hour gust, maybe a 30 to 35 sustain. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's insane. Yeah, and the wind chills are going to be horrid. That's the other thing I want to talk about. Arctic air coming in behind this. And, oh, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call up the Springfield National Weather Service uh, forecast grid for Branson. It's a real professional podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the forecast grid for Branson. Yeah. It is. Okay, so. Uh, right now, it says, Wednesday, I'm going to jump to Wednesday night. Wednesday night, chance of snow after midnight. So this is kind of what we think. 40%. So it's like, yeah, it's going to going to pick up. Uh, mostly cloudy, low around 28. Okay. Okay. Thursday, snow likely, mainly before noon. Now, this is what the models were saying. Mostly cloudy, the high near 30, and blustery. Now, the blustery is all those isobars we talked about because on the back side of this thing, cold air so the thursday night which is technically the friday morning low air temperature now is forecasted to be four below zero yuck below zero uh friday mostly sunny high near 11 i'm talking branson now springfield you're going to spend a lot of time in springfield the wind is going to 
below the temperature. <laughs> oh my gosh, minus four and the high 11 on Friday. Those wind chills have got to be 25, 30 below. Easy. Yes. Easy. So frostbite's a concern. Yeah, and uh, you know, and that's what we're going to start saying on the website too. We got it because uh, people are all over this thing, and, and that's what I've been saying. The snow's going to hit, but it's it's going to be a quick hitter. And the GFS has a little pocket of, of heavier snow. I wouldn't say heavy, but heavier. But it's moving so fast, it can't drop more than an inch or two. You know? However, if it does drop an inch or two. The forecast high temperature of 11, uh, it probably won't get to there. Ain't going to happen. And blustery. Yeah. You know? I mean, and when you get, what I mean when, you look, when we look at the forecast grid, the National Weather Service has what we call a county warning area. For Springfield, it's all of southwest Missouri. And was it three counties in southeast? Uh, two. two. Two counties in southeast Kansas. Um, and that, that's their jurisdiction. And if you go to their website, the actual National Weather Service website, which is weather.gov, not .com, you get to the Weather Channel, .gov slash Springfield, you can get to this. And you, you see the map, and you click on where you're at, and that's called a grid point forecast. That brings up a forecast, computer-generated, albeit, of what is, is for your area. So that's why I say when I look at the grids, I'm looking at the actual grid point forecast. Um, yeah, but, I mean, the good thing is Saturday, uh, we're probably going to get to 20. Oh, that uh, is a big plus. Yeah, big plus. And uh, Saturday night, uh, actually Christmas, Saturday's Christmas Eve. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's something to look forward to. Gary, what's your thoughts? Do you think we're going to have a white Christmas this year? Okay. <laughs> if we get any snow out of the system coming in Thursday, um, the winds may blow it all around, but it ain't going to melt. It's not. So if, if we get snow on Thursday, we will have snow on Christmas. That's kind of what it's looking like. But, you know... I can I want we can talk about it on the podcast, but I don't want to put it on the wet, on our Facebook page yet because we've had these intense freezing rain events, winter storm, and this, and absolutely nothing has happened. Yes, <laughs> so uh, I don't want to I don't hype it. It's happened probably eight times out of every ten. Oh, uh, where, that, oh where that's we bad. Have, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, it seems like for winter weather. We do not have real accurate forecast models. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because it is winter. Winter weather is ugh, so difficult. And I think our weather school a couple of weeks ago was all about why winter weather is so difficult to predict. There's so many variables. You could have snow forecasted, but all of a sudden you get this real thin warm punch at 3,000 feet up there. And all of a sudden all your snow... You know, turns to liquid, and then you have a freezing rain event, or it just blows everything. I mean, it's just so difficult. And I saw, well, the storm that's coming in um, on uh, Thursday, mm -hmm. um, I saw something last night, and I don't remember where it was, where I saw it, but they were showing that the storm that's coming in on Thursday, right now, right now is north of Siberia. 
Oh, that's way up there. So that's way yeah, up there. And, and who knows how it's going to change before it gets here. Good point. Because the way everything is set up, Siberia, one of the, close, the, the coldest places on Earth, one of them, is, is going to ride around probably through Alaska and dive, and that's exactly what's going on. I did not see that. I'm glad you said that. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Siberian, we're going to get Arctic Siberian here. Oh my gosh. Okay, now I want to stress this, this is going to be cold and it's going to be blustery, but we're not going to stay here. This is not going to be like a February 2020 where we stayed, you know, the high was minus five and 13 below. We're, this isn't it yet. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, and matter of fact, the GFS has us above freezing. On the 26th, so the day after Christmas. Uh, so if you look at the grid points, Friday's 11, Saturday's 20, uh, Sunday is 28, and then we're 34. So this is just a punch. Just think of it as a, we're, it's just cattle punching us because we're in December, yes, but it's not, it's not going to stay. Well, I'm very glad to hear that. Yeah. Well, here, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you something to I'm glad. I have lots of drops. Yeah, you, you are. A, I, I'm a the drop person. Smart aleck. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know me too well. Oh, and I, aside from the weather, I got I got to tell you, you know, like Gary and I were roommates for two years when we were in college. This is after high school, so we know each other's idiosyncrasies, and so yes, if it sounds like we're upset with each other, we're not. We're not. We're not. <laughs> and, and, and Cheryl lived with us for a time as well. Yeah, for a short time. Right. Yes. Oh, that's right. You yes, know. and uh, right before Cheryl and I got married. So, oh, uh, but um, that is so sweet. That is so sweet. Wait, hang on. There, uh, oh. oh, every time on. we do that, it's like oh, it's so sweet. And I think there's birds somewhere. I, I won't. I'll spare that. So, <laughs> uh, I was, anyway, I was thinking I was going to have to vomit now. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Let let let's not do that. Let let's move on. Actually. Um, Anyway, we were talking about the wind chills as low as probably minus 25 degrees Fahrenheit, and that's from the National Weather Service AFD, which is the area forecast discussion. So I am really thinking a wind chill advisory is, I know that's going to be issued, but uh, do you know offhand, because I don't, what the criteria for the wind chill warning is? I can't I'm remember. I'm thinking it's 34 below. Oh, so it's way down there It's then. way It's way down there, but... Uh... The warning, it seems like it's two minutes of exposed flesh or something. Okay. I mean, it's not very long right. that it takes for frostbite to occur. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whereas with the advisory, I think 30 minutes or mm. you don't want to be exposed for 30 minutes. So what you're saying is it's not going to be good disc golf weather. I'm saying that <laughs> it's not going to be good Walking from parking lot into work. <laughs> into <weather>. your work, brother. <laughs> that that's you know you're right. You're right on that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip just a tad uh, down. I, I make the outline of bullet points. Uh, let's talk about uh, the the winter weather safety rules. I mean, I know both of us uh, know those. The big thing is is if you're if you're driving, and you know a winter storm is coming. Number one thing, you really shouldn't be driving. <laughs> you should not because Correct. you could get stranded. 
But if for some reason you think you have to get out and travel, I mean, and sometimes it's an emergency, so I get that. But you got to be prepared. And the what? What is it? The kit you you need? Uh, you need blankets. Blankets. Uh, you need emergency. You need a radio. You need flashlight. You need in the batteries, right? You need, and with batteries, and um, don't don't rely on the radio in your vehicle. Obviously, right. If your vehicle dies, your radio is probably not going to work. Right, right. Um, and you need some sort. Of, I, they recommend flares um, because you want to be able to be seen. If especially if there's if it's snowing a lot. Uh, you want the snowplows to see you. You do not want to be buried. That's a great point. Or pushed off the road. Yeah, that's a great point because if they're on the highway or not, they're on the side roads and you get stranded and it's at night and there's a lot of snow coming down, they're coming, they're plowing that road. And yes. and if they don't see you, that could be bad news for everybody. See, see, that's that's great safety. Now, that's travel. Uh, did you say, I mean... I guess it depends on how far you're going, but still, like even from here to Springfield, yes. If it's going to snow a lot, yes. You need to be prepared. And the blankets are a big one because we do not want you to freeze out there. Correct. And food, water um is good. Um I was even thinking bring, you know, keep your keep your cell phone charged. They have these car chargers. Absolutely. They're cheap. Yes, and yeah. Keep your cell phone charged, even because then you're going to have a full phone that you actually can call for help. Yes. And if you're in a house, most houses today are pretty much equipped for the low temperatures, uh, you know, like the modern houses. Even houses built maybe like 30 years ago. Yes. Worked, but the problem is, is when you get into houses 100 years ago. Yeah, okay. Um and houses that even built 30 or 50 years ago, if they have no insulation um, or they have windows that are bad, oh. uh, where the windows leak a lot. Right. Um, if the power goes off and you have no heat source in the house, uh, it's going to get very cold very quickly. So you need to cover those windows. What's the best? I mean, tape. I can't. I mean, you, I mean, the best thing to right. do is get new windows, but it, that's not uh, always possible. Caulk, caulk around the windows. Caulk around the windows is fine. Um, also, you can go to Walmart, um, Lowe's, wherever Just any store, yeah. any of the stores, um, buy sheet plastic, the heavy, good idea, heavy mill sheet plastic, and put it up around the windows and over the windows. I mean, it, put it around the frames. That's and, what I should do to these downstairs doors because it's cold. Yes, and it I would, know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yes, it, it will. Yeah, Cheryl and I did that, and uh, uh, if you'll remember, before we bought the house, we lived in a really small old house, and you could you could tell how badly insulated it was because during the winter time, when it did snow, um, nothing stuck within three feet of the house. Oh, wow. Um, because the heater was obviously melting. Oh, <laughs> right. Now, is this on nickels? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, God. And was so, I ever at your house then? Uh, I, I know you lived there, but I can't remember. I don't, if I, I don't remember. I don't think you ever came there. It was the Walnut House that I yes. know. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, okay, go on. But in any case, we put the plastic, heavy plastic over the windows there. 
and it helped enormously. It probably made a 20-degree temperature difference really? from one, de- one, one year to the next um, when we had super cold temperatures. So I can get this at Walmart or Lowe's or Home Depot or, or, any, place. or Ace. any hardware store, yeah. Well, do you remember when we were coming back? There's an Ace Hardware three blocks down that way. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Well, I see. I'm introducing Gary to all these places. First of all, we went to see all the disc golf courses. Yes. Yeah. Gary is a disc golfer, too. You don't get to play that much. No, and I am very bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're fun to watch, I'll tell you. That. Uh, yeah, okay. But yeah. yeah, but you know, unfortunately, you're here, and we're going to have a cold blast, so like nobody's going to be playing. Well, I'm not going to be playing disc golf. No, uh, but, but hopefully, the, you know, the rebound next week, then maybe we'll be able to get out and um, play some disc golf the following weekend. I'm fine with that. You know, I'm going to I'm going to put here before the weather school. It's like check long range. Ooh. Let me Now you got to remind me. Check long range. So, I mean, I didn't do that before the podcast because, you know, this is such a professional podcast. Uh, but to, when we get to the weather school, then uh I will check that because we are warming up, but I'm curious now that you that you just brought that up. How warm are we going to get, you know, next week? And I, I gotta say, the GFS and models, GFS is the American model, uh, they're actually pretty good with temperature. Mm-hmm. I mean, no model is perfect. I'm not right. preferring anyone. They they suck at precipitation, <laughs> you know? yeah, but well. temperature they're pretty good because the GFS has been advertising this for like a couple of weeks now, and it's actually coming in. So temperature is good, and that would make sense to me because that's a global pattern. So the the you know that would yes you know make sense. I said that that, that makes perfect sense. Um, so okay, so that's what I'm going to do tomorrow because because seriously, I mean we're down in my my podcast studio which is in my basement it's not really cold but if it's going to get four below i'd kind of like to like tape up these windows exactly it's a sliding glass door so it's like you're going to get air coming in and and it will cover you can get it so that it will cover the sliding glass doors and if you go through an agency like uh ocac which is uh, Ozarks Area Community Action Corporation, um, and apply for you know weatherproofing your home. Uh, they provide you know things like that. And Do I have to is, act old? Uh, you have to meet their income guidelines, and I oh. don't think you probably. Well, uh, you might. I, I don't. Well, know. I'm not going to lie because you know there are people worse off than I am that need that. Yes, and you know? and the the thing is. They provide things like that because it actually does help insulate the interiors of the home, which makes it more comfortable to live in. I know. I know. And I'm hoping that all these, uh, what, do you, what do you call them, like uh, heat shelters or whatever? They're called uh, something. Okay, yeah, warming shelters. War- warming shelters, yeah, in Springfield. I, and the National Weather Service has told these places, get prepared, at least for you know a few days, because... These warm, you will freeze if you're outside and you don't get inside and it's four below zero with 50 mile an hour wind. I'm sorry, you're going to die. Don't you know? Seek there. There are places you can go. I know some churches are open up. You know to go just just to get out of the the cold. Yes, and during the daytime when um, there are also places you can go. 
um, the public libraries, public buildings. There you go. Uh, government offices, certainly. Nobody's going to kick you out on the street if they're under a windshield advisory or that they're right. not gonna, they're not going to do that. I mean they may close and when they close you may have to move to a different one. Yeah. But that is the least of your worries. I mean if you have a place where you can go at least temporarily and the warming yeah. shelters usually work overnight only. Which um, makes sense because that's when really the that's when know. the temperatures get really really bitter. Exactly. And these are free places. Yes. I mean, that's why I'm saying you don't, you know, you, if, if you're destitute and you need a warm place to say, they're not going to kick you out. And if you're, for that matter, if you are in a house and we get an ice storm instead of a snowstorm oh. and the power goes out, those shelters become invaluable for yeah. everybody. Everybody. You don't have to be destitute, you, what, which is true. You know, I yes. mean, we've talked many times on the podcast about, that that ice storm of two thousand seven when my parents lost power for ten days. Yes. Now, fortunately, they had gas. Yes. So they had heat. So I was not worried about it. But the problem is they have a well. Yeah. So, so the well didn't work. So here I go, and, and and I don't want to rehash longly, but you know when I was down here, that's when the two thousand seven ice storm stopped at Highlandville. So Branson didn't get anything. Yes. <laughs> Yes. We got rain. So when they called me, I, I went to IGA. Remember IGA? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's not even, I don't think an IGA anymore. <laughs> I don't know that it exists. As I don't a think it chain. does anymore. <laughs> but I went and got like several gallons of water, and here I go to Springfield, and I got to tell you, that's why it was so traumatic for me. Once I got to Highlandville and started to go into Ozark, everything was frozen. It was like I was driving into an apocalypse. The, the roads were fine. Yeah, the, at the, that point. But I mean, oh my lord! Yeah, the wow. The the thing that probably the, the sound of the ice storm. Oh, <laughs> well, oh the, the my sounds, gosh! I, I remember calling you on a cell phone and saying, "Is it ever going to stop?" Yeah, it didn't because, stop because I. You could hear the trees coming down, and I mean, I, mean so I had freaky. I had a tree limb that stuck into soft ground, of course, right? But it but it, it buried itself three feet down. Um, how do you get dig that back wow. out? I mean, it's um, yeah, because ice adds exponential weight. Yeah, people don't realize that a- ice is heavy. Yes. Uh, yeah, oh, and, we can talk about that and, sometimes. But the most amazing thing during the 2007 ice storm, mm-hmm. to me, was the fact that um, we had a clear sky like on Monday, <laughs> Monday evening right? Um, after the ice storm. And there wasn't any lights from Springfield, so you could see the Milky Way from inside of the city. Which is, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Nobody had power. Nobody had power. So you could see the Milky Way from inside the city. That itself has got to be freaky. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I didn't realize that because, I mean, I'm here in Branson and we we had, we didn't have a problem. But, you know, I mean, I think I was talking to uh, Kenny and Marty. They were here a few weeks ago for the podcast. It's like, that's when Branson opened up. The hotels for people that wanted to come down that had no power. Yes. Which, you know, that that's community for you. Yes, right and, and that is great community. 
Oh, well, okay. We're not looking at an ice storm on no, Thursday. That, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. I mean, and actually, the Arctic air, I mean, there's probably going to be no rain. This is going to be a snow, and if it's from or associated with an extreme high pressure, the snow ratio is probably going to be pretty high. I mean, a 10 to 1, we, we covered this last week or in the week before, the 10 to 1 snow ratio, or SLR, snow to liquid ratio, um, is like what we would consider the, quote, average snow, where you can probably make a snowman, but, you know, it's not going to be what, you know, but you get a 20 to 1 ratio, it's powder, you get a 3 to 1, it's really wet, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. you know that. Yeah, but this, with the temperatures being as cold as they are, it it's going to be, be a higher one. It yeah. would be a powder. I'm, I'm guessing at least 12, maybe to 15. Uh, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Okay, uh, covering this, I, I wanted. I also like to give the average high and low for Springfield. Now we don't have the records for Branson, unfortunately, but the for today, December eighteenth, the average high in Springfield is forty six. The average low is twenty seven, and that's going to go down a couple more degrees. We're kind of leveling down. I mean, the the actual low, low, lowest that we plateau is 44 and 24. So we're not far yeah, from the average. That, and I always say and tell people, if for Branson, add one or two degrees to that because that's the way it works. <laughs> you know, you go down there to Harrison, it's going to do that. Um, so we're going to look, be looking at temperature. I mean, if Friday's high is 11, 11, and the average high is 46, that's what, 35 degrees below average? Yeah, that's disgusting. Wow. Wow, I'm sorry. That's just that just blows my mind. It literally blows my mind. Um, but you know what else? People think it's going to snow. The wind is going to blow. Is it a blizzard? Well, there's criteria for blizzards, you know. Yes. So that's what this week's weather school is all about. We're going to go to the weather school. It's all about blizzard. What is the criteria? Is it snow? Is it wind? Is it cold? Is it all three? I don't know. So let's find out. Let's go to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. A snowstorm? A blizzard? What's the difference? Oh man, these roads really are slick. I can't see the bumper of the car in front of us. I told you we shouldn't come today. We should have checked Stormdar weather. In the United States, the National Weather Service defines a blizzard as a severe snowstorm characterized by strong winds causing blowing snow that results in low visibilities. The difference between a blizzard and a snowstorm is the strength of the wind, not the amount of snow. To be a blizzard, a snowstorm must have sustained winds or frequent gusts that are greater or equal to 35 miles per hour, with blowing or drifting snow which reduces visibility to a quarter mile or less and must last for a prolonged period of time, typically three hours or more. A severe blizzard has winds over 45 miles per hour, near zero visibility, and temperatures of 10 degrees Fahrenheit or lower. 
In Antarctica, blizzards are associated with winds spilling over the edge of the ice plateau at an average velocity of 99 miles per hour. A ground blizzard refers to a weather condition where loose snow or ice on the ground is lifted and blown by strong winds. The primary difference between a ground blizzard as opposed to a regular blizzard is that in a ground blizzard, no precipitation is produced at the time, but rather all the precipitation is already present in the form of snow or ice at the surface. In the United States, storm systems powerful enough to cause blizzards usually form when the jet stream dips far to the south, allowing cold, dry polar air from the north to clash with warm, humid air moving up from the south. When cold, moist air from the Pacific Ocean moves eastward to the Rocky Mountains and the Great Plains, and warmer, moist air moves north from the Gulf of Mexico, all that is needed is a movement of cold polar air moving south to form potential blizzard conditions that may extend from the Texas Panhandle to the Great Lakes in the Midwest. A blizzard may also be formed when a cold front and a warm front mix together and a blizzard forms at the borderline. Another storm system occurs when a cold core low over the Hudson Bay area in Canada is displaced southward over southeastern Canada, the Great Lakes, and New England. When the rapidly moving cold front collides with warmer air coming north from the Gulf of Mexico, strong surface winds, significant cold air advection, and extensive wintry precipitation occur. So, where did the term blizzard come from? Well, in the 1870s, an Iowa newspaper used the word blizzard to describe a snowstorm. Previously, the term blizzard referred to a cannon shot or a volley of musket fire. By the 1880s, the use of the word blizzard was used by many across the United States and in England. The upper Midwest and Great Plains of the United States tends to be the region that experiences blizzards most often. With few trees or other obstructions to reduce wind and blowing snow, this part of the country is particularly vulnerable to blizzards. However, blizzards can occur in any location that has a climate that experiences snowfall. Northern Arizona can experience blizzard conditions when a strong low-pressure system moves across southern Arizona and high pressure builds strongly into the Great Basin. However, these conditions are rarely met due to the infrequency of strong low-pressure systems moving through the state. Blizzards can create life-threatening conditions. Traveling by automobile can become difficult or even impossible due to whiteout conditions and drifting snow. Whiteout conditions occur most often with major storms that produce a drier, more powdery snow. In this situation, it doesn't even need to be snowing to produce whiteout conditions, as the snow, which is already on the ground, is blown around, reducing the visibility to near zero at times. The strong winds and cold temperatures accompanying blizzards can combine to create another danger. The wind chill factor is the amount of cooling one feels due to the combination of wind and temperature. 
During blizzards, with the combination of cold temperatures and strong winds, very low wind chill values can occur. It is not uncommon in the Midwest to have wind chills below negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit during blizzard conditions. Exposure to such low wind chill values can result in frostbite or hypothermia. Blizzards can also cause a variety of other problems. Power outages can occur due to strong winds and heavy snow. Pipes can freeze and regular fuel sources may be cut off. An example of a blizzard that created a significant economic impact on a large area was the Great Blizzard of 1996. On January 6th through January 8th, 1996, the Northeast was struck by a major blizzard that buried the region under one of the greatest snowfalls of the 20th century. Heavy snow and strong winds caused near zero visibilities for a prolonged period of time. The metropolitan areas of Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, New York, and Boston were virtually paralyzed as snowfalls of 19 to 31 inches created 5 to 8 foot snowdrifts. In the mountains of western Virginia and West Virginia, nearly 4 feet of snow was common. The storm caused more than $500 million in damage, killed 60 people, and left the region paralyzed in a full five days after it ended. Two of the most notable blizzards are the Great Blizzard of 1888. More than 400 people in the Northeast died during the Great Blizzard, the worst death toll in the United States history for a winter storm. On March 11th and March 12th in 1888, this devastating nor'easter dumped 40 to 50 inches of snow in Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York. Huge snowdrifts buried houses and trains, and 200 ships sank in the waves whipped up by fierce winds. Another was the Great Blizzard of 1899. From Georgia to Maine, a punishing storm shut down the eastern seaboard beginning February 11th. The wintry weather brought record low temperatures, some of which still stand today, as well as record snowfall. The snow showers started in Florida and moved north, dropping 20 inches in Washington, D.C. in a single day, and a record 34 inches in New Jersey. A blizzard can shut down a city. Transportation can be impossible. People can be stuck in their homes for days. Electrical wires often go down because of the heavy wind and snow. This leaves people with no electricity. If you are caught outside in a blizzard, you risk frostbite and hypothermia. A blizzard can cause lots of property damage, such as roof cave-ins and windows breaking. Trees can fall on houses and cars. Blizzards can be the cause of a lot of car accidents. Cars can be stranded on highways for days. So, if your region ever gets under a blizzard warning, then you must take precautionary measures to protect yourself. A blizzard is another of Mother Nature's most powerful displays. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, 
put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormed Our Weather School. And there, now you have the complete definition of what a blizzard is. Wind. I don't, and cold, I, no. We don't need a blizzard. I don't think this is going to be a blizzard situation Thursday. I doubt it would either. Yeah. We, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that blizzards have never occurred here. We've been in some blizzard warnings. I mean, not often. But, but they're yeah. rare. Yeah. The new thing is the snow squall. Remember that? Yeah. That, they implemented that like two or three years ago or something. Yes. I've started to see that a lot, but it's not here. I see it in... Uh, uh, Colorado, and I see it in. Oh, where did I see one the other day? Uh, Michigan. I I've seen them in, in Michigan. Michigan. Okay, and I also saw them in New York when they when Albany was getting dumped on. Oh, oh, real? Oh, that that big snow Mageddon thing. Yes, they they issued a snow squall warning. Yes. Oh wow, that's cool. I didn't I didn't see that. So, okay, so it's time for the next segment, which is in other news. I was telling Gary this is just pretty much anything. So if he thinks of something that's not on this little outline, then let me know. But we had uh, some severe weather down in Louisiana, a moderate risk. Again, it was enhanced, but they upped it to moderate. And this is the second PDS tornado watch they've had in like a month. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, you know what PDS stands for, right? Uh, Particularly dangerous situation. See, you're smart. I like that. Wow. How'd you get so smart? Uh, I read. That's it. That's it. Read to your kids and then make them read. You do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it says... It says I'm supposed to see the article. Do I have the article even up? You know, I don't even have the article even up. Uh, yeah, okay. There were like 40... I'm trying to remember what the article said. There were over 40 tornadoes in this entire uh, PDS that going in Louisiana and Mississippi and stuff. And the, the, the tornado touched down in New Orleans. I think three people were killed. Um, New Orleans is not used to having tornadoes. I mean, the, the Dixie tornado stuff is mostly Nor- Alabama, Georgia, you know, down in the south. Yes. Um, but they that happens because even with hurricanes, you get tornadoes. Well, you get the spin-up types. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, oh, well, that's true. That's true. I'm glad you said that. But this is more super cellular type of, you yes. know, the setup. And it's just crazy. Uh, we did that. Um, we talked about the Mauna Loa, the volcano. It has officially stopped erupting now. Uh, it's been going for weeks and weeks and weeks. So we, we Do we had, know if it cut the island in half? I mean, from the, did it kill the highway? Do we know? I do not know. I know it was like 2.3 miles away, and that's the last I knew. That's the, what I knew last. Yeah, and I think it started settling down after that. Um, the, the USGS, uh, Geolo- the U.S. Geological Society, uh, were saying they – a couple of weeks ago we were talking about this. There were still tremors going on, so that means it's still active. But that has calmed down. Last week I looked, and it's like they had calmed down, but there was still some sulfur and a little bit of active lava, but not much. And this week – it's just stopped. Uh, the, there's the, the third vent, I think they call it. There's different vents that happen. And they said it stopped. So that would be something cool to, to look at. But The other good news, we, we kind of talked about it uh, last week and the week before. Uh, the drought is no more in Branson and Springfield. Springfield is officially now out of the drought, uh, which makes total sense because we've had lots of rain. Unfortunately... 
that's the other thing I was going to to say. Let me get my my drop monitor up. <clears throat> Southeast Missouri, the boot heel up to Cape Girardeau and stuff, still still in a uh, what they call a severe drought D two and and just a sliver. Kind of like, uh, I'm not sure where that is. It's like right above the boot heel is an extreme D3. Um, also, Lamar and Nevada, Missouri is in a D2, which is severe. Also, Kansas City and an extreme northwest Missouri. So there's still drought out there. But if you look at the drought monitor, uh, Taney's clear. Stone is clear. Christian is clear. Half of green is clear. So Springfield, technically, according to this, is out of the drought. We say this because now apparently all the aquifers are starting to get filled up. You know, there's, we're starting to get out of this thing. And just in time for bitterly cold weather. Of course. <laughs> of of course. course. So they will have the snow deficit. I don't know. <laughs> and, and maybe they'll be able to ship down the Mississippi again. Uh, you know, I'm wondering. Yeah. Because that's been causing some of the price problems. Yeah, they uh, can't get stuff. Stores. Yeah. yeah. Now, St. Louis is no, not in a drought. I mean, this whole St. Louis area up through probably looks like Hannibal uh, is clear. You know, none. Yes. So that's good. I am very curious to see what the lake levels are, the river levels are. In, in, uh, because there was that, I didn't know if you saw this, Gary, but there was a rock. Uh, uh, it's from, an island. It, it became, it, it, became a, it, yeah. There was an island, but it's no longer an island. You can walk to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I forget the name of that. I mean, our yeah. listeners will know. But I'm guessing now that's filling back up, which it should be. Hopefully, hopefully that's going to. Do you have anything else? Anything you've heard the past week or so in other news? Um, Avalanches, they, tsunamis. <laughs> uh, well, they actually, um, in. California and the Sierra Nevada mountain range, uh, they're getting quite a bit of snow, uh, which is a good thing because okay. they haven't had much runoff in the last few years. That's so, right. So if they're getting a lot of snow up in the upper elevations, um, there will be something to melt in the spring. Need that. And maybe those lakes will fill back up, you know, or, tr- or at least attempt a little bit. Uh, at least they'll get started and that they won't be dry. Yeah, yeah, we, we we don't really talk much about the drought over there. Now, Corey uh, does all this research, and he he's all this drought. He's all over this stuff, so uh, I've had to look at part of it. But yeah, Lake Mead, the Great Salt Lake, all these people or all these lake reservoirs are dropping. Not good. So Mother Nature, hey, let's get some more. Let's get some more water in here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me, I. Uh, but, but uh, before we went to the weather school, I was wanting to look at the thermals uh, that the GFS was saying. Uh, so now I'm looking at the two meter air temperature, which is the thermals uh, on the on the 27th, Tuesday the 27th. It has the high in Springfield for 40, Harrison 46. Not bad. Okay. So now it's have. Let me see. Oh, I like this. Oh, I love it. Okay, now I'm at Wednesday, December 28th at noon. Are you ready? Ready. 59. Uh, 60 degrees almost. Oh, that's lovely. Okay, so 6 p.m., 59. 
Oh, I see that that sharp line of a cold front. Uh, uh, we're going to get bad weather. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Here, here's okay, okay. Here's the really interesting thing, Gary. You will understand this, and any, any of our model watchers, you will understand it. Well, I'm going to back up. Okay, so noon on Wednesday, the 28th. Talk about next week, 59, 6 p.m. Wednesday, 59, midnight Wednesday night, 60. Ooh, you you do know not what's want, coming. You do not want. You know you, what's oh. coming. Yeah, storm front coming through right after that. 6 a.m. Thursday, 60. Noon, 56. 6 o'clock, 51. Then 49. And then 47. But what this is telling me, and I, I tell everybody. About long range, you don't. This is not a forecast. This is a trend, and we watch this trend. Yes. So it looks like, okay, looking like again, this is not a forecast. This is a trend that we're, the Mother Nature is going to go boom and just hit us, and then it's like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me give you a hug and warm you back up. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. Okay. Now, I, what I would say to you is, all right. Um. <laughs> if you look, if you look at the data for tornadoes um, throughout the year, mm. December is not a light month for tornadoes. Yeah, you're actually right. And I mean, January people think Febru- it just stops. No. Yeah, and January, February are low, but December is not. August is low, but December is not. August, it, we're right in the middle. Of usually of those big summertime high pressures that just squash everything. Not yes. out of the question. You get a powerful low pressure system and a cold front coming down. It can happen. But like you said, December, we're still in the atmosphere is just really trying to reset on all of this. Yeah. And <clears throat> and with uh, warm temperatures in December, a lot of times we get bad storms. Right. And if you were paying attention on the A block... Not you, I mean our listeners. <laughs> the average high is like going to be 45 and 28. And if we're looking at 60s, now we're well above average. Yeah. Which means look, just what you're saying could be stormage. I didn't I didn't look at the actual precipitation. Again, it, Again it's it too sucks. far out. It's too far yeah. out. But-, but but thermals are pretty good. The thermals are pretty good. Um so we'll just wait and see. Uh, <clears throat> so I wanted to uh, say that to everybody. So it's something to look forward to on the next podcast. We'll keep following it. So, Okay, so now it's time for the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. So the weather word of the week, we always toss to our guests. So Gary, you're our guest. So tell us, what is this week's Stormed Our Weather weather word? Of the week. Sprite. Great. A Sprite. Okay. So we're not talking about soda pop, right? Correct. Okay. So what is a Sprite? Okay. It is a stratospheric perturbation resulting from intense Thunderstorm electrification. Okay, now hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Those are really big words. So, okay, well, what this, is is, what? this is an acronym. An acronym. 
Oh my God. Stratospheric perturbation resulting from intense thunderstorm. You're a genius. Did no. you figure this out? Uh, no. Okay, go well. <laughs> I, I, did, I, did not, uh, no. <laughs> I did not name this. Okay. Anyway, so I know there's another definition from that. So what, what is the layman's definition? Okay. Well, basically a sprite. It's a form of plasma that comes sometimes. It, it doesn't happen very often. About 5% of all thunderstorm activity are sprites. Um, and they are emitted upwards. Okay. Um, into the upper atmosphere from cumulonimbus clouds, which are, of course, severe thunderstorms. Yeah, the thunderstorm clouds, sure. And during that thunderstorm, and they are usually red or orange in hue. I've, okay, I've, I've and, and, yeah. And you can see them from orbit. Um, oh. Or if you're up really, really high in a jet, it's possible that you may see one, but not very likely because... Uh, thunderstorms are really tall. Oh, yeah. Well, um, the, the big yeah. ones can go 60,000 easy. Yes. And, and jets usually go 40,000 top. But still, yeah. yes. still, I mean, you're yes. up there. But in any case, um, and it is not an electrical discharge. It's a plasma discharge. So okay. uh, it's more so like... So it's not lightning. It, no. It's, more, it's plasma going up. It's plasma going up. So, okay. um, yeah. Aurora borealis is a plasma display. Oh yeah, okay. So, in in the was it ionosphere, right? Yes. It's it's all this sun stuff. <laughs> I can't even think of the word sun stuff uh, uh, coming over and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the charged particles coming in and interacting with the upper atmosphere is what creates the aurora. Gotcha. So this is basically the powerful electrical storm underneath it. Um, it releases energy upwards, and okay. that energy is not in the form of lightning. It's just in the form of a big plasma jet. See, that's just weird, because we all should know, I mean, how a thunderstorm, you got negative and positive electrical charges. The thunderstorm goes up. Suddenly, all these charges start getting mixed up with the updrafts and downdrafts, and then that creates lightning, which that technically contacts with the Earth. Yes, but what you're saying is, on all that, is extra energy is, could, could be released that goes upward in the form of plasma. Yes, and if you look them up, um, generally, um, if you Google or want to YouTube a red sprite, okay, you can see a video of them. Perfect, perfect. I encourage our listeners to do that. And uh, okay, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I have heard of these these things before. Isn't there a blue something? Two, like I'm, a blue jet or blue yes, a, something. A, I think there is a blue jet. Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm vague. I'm not that familiar with him, but it's like that's that's tingling in my brain at this point. Yeah, and I don't remember exactly, but um, sprites are really uncommon, and I think the first one was photographed in '89. So they really? haven't been known for very long. I mean, I'm sure they've been around, but yes. they haven't been. Discovered or something. Yes, yeah, correct. okay. That's bizarre. Yeah. Isn't nature just wonderful? Yes, well, nature is wonderful, um, except when it's not. And, <laughs> and You mean like when the wind chills are coming? <laughs> when, when the wind chill is negative 29 
it's not going to be wonderful. Yeah, I know. And and you know what? On Thursday is supposed to be our big Christmas pod. Marilyn and Carl and Joy are supposed to come over. I'm really hoping that we. Uh, there's a spider. <laughs> oh my god! That I'm really hoping that that they can come over and it doesn't snow them out. Uh, oh my gosh. There's a huge spider, Gary. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like underneath, it's like underneath something. Okay, we may need to edit because I got to get this thing out of here. Oh, my God. Okay, I don't see it now. So, anyway, that's actually the end of the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it really is. The weather word of the week is the, the, the end of the podcast. Why is this spider here? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway. Hopefully, Marilyn and everybody will be here Thursday for the Christmas pod. If not, we're going. Then you and I are going to do the Christmas pod again. It's a special podcast we do every Christmas. There's trivia. There's all sorts of things. There's the travel forecast. We do all crazy stuff, fun stuff for Christmas. So, okay. So, in lieu of the spider, and I don't know where it is. Do you have anything else to add? Not that I'm aware of. I, I do wish that everybody would have a merry Christmas. Yes. Yes. We. Us too, and have a safe, safe Christmas because uh, it looks like now that the snow's on Thursday, but it doesn't look like there's going to be any snow. It's going to be sunny on Friday, Saturday, and, and Sunday. It's going to be cold. So anyway, the best thing to do is just keep watching our, our Facebook page. Okay. Well, Gary, thank you for being a co-host on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you got to come back. You know, I know you were nervous, but you got to come back. Yeah, we'll I'll come back. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's time to wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Storm Dar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website. It's still going at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.